Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. All right, I want us to turn our attention to this story now. A city of Johannesburg Mayor Dr. Paul Paladze denying that her administration is purging staff members who are politically aligned to the ANC, which is running the metro until the 2021 uh, November local government elections. Now, the city sent letters to about 131 employees last week asking them to make representations after it emerged that their contracts were allegedly irregularly converted. This is from fixed term to permanent employment. Karabo Ramahuma is the SAMU Cluster Secretary and joins us on the line. Karabo, good morning to you. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning to the listeners of SAFM. We also have an employee, one of the employees that has been affected, uh, who is on the line. Andile, good morning. Good morning, ma'am. How are you? I'm well, thank you. And in a moment, we'll also be joined by Labour analyst G. Brivik, uh, who's just going to weigh in specifically on what the labour law requirements would be in a matter such as this. Andile, let me begin with you. If you can perhaps just, uh, from an employee's perspective, tell us what happened uh, last week when you were issued with these letters. Um, well, thank you, Cathy. Uh, so ideally what would have happened is uh, we received emails uh, in the wee hours of Sunday uh, uh, morning. Um, it indicated to us that, look, there is an intention to regularize our employment and that we should submit representations. Now, of course, this was very surprising to us. So we were told we should come to a meeting on Monday morning. Um, and, and, and basically... But the gist of the matter is that the city is saying that uh, our employment or conversion from contract was irregular and that we should make representations to that effect to regularize evidence. It's quite baffling to us as employees who have gone through interview processes initially um, <clears throat> with the city. And uh, we've come from various back- uh, backgrounds. Uh, people come from the private sector. Uh, and we're all very highly skilled and qualified individuals. And as far as we know, um, we, we play no part in the politics of the city because that is a a function and a job of people who get elected and the people who sit in council. So for us to be told that this is a political matter and that uh, there is a <coughs> ploy by a party um, to rule from the grave, I mean, it's quite, uh, uh, you know, disingenuous and, and very, <coughs> um, you know, disappointing from, from the current administration. Andile, what has been described of these positions is that effectively these are political party affiliated positions, which is why they were more on fixed term and not permanent employment, because where there is the scenario like we have now of a multi-party council, then there should be the opportunity to effectively change the faces in this employment. Is that your understanding of, of, of a position, perhaps like the one that you hold? Well, my understanding is that, look, uh, the city has been led by a multi-party coalition since uh, 2016 and mm. subsequently in 2019 as well. So th- that's nothing new to us. However, um, what we know is that we are officials who are of a junior level, who do not have decision-making powers to the extent that we'd be able to influence things politically or in any other way. Um, I mean, the the various policies of the city and legislation actually speak to this to say that 
we are lower official staff and, and should be converted uh, to permanent. And, and that's the process that would have unfolded. And as far as we know, the rationale behind uh, this decision being taken was that um, for the sake of stability during transition times and to ensure that there is continuity. And we are admin staff. Uh, uh, we were not people who are, have you know um, <clears throat> very high decision-making powers that uh, lay on our hands. Mm. And we are mainly providing administrative support I mean, as, as we all know, that the, uh, any government employee in any sector, whether you be a policeman, a fireman, or whatever the case might be, um, when it comes to the work environment, you, you serve the government of the day. And that's how we feel about all, uh, all of this. And, and for us to be said to be coming from a specific party, which I will not mention, um, because that's something we're not going to entertain. This isn't uh, purely a, a labor issue, and that's how we understand it, because we were part of a multi-party government uh, coalition even prior to this. So how could it be that only one party is been sitting out? And Andile, tell me, how, how do you feel after having received uh, this letter? Were you also issued with uh, the notices that were being delivered to people's homes? Yes, yes, I did. Uh, I mean, there were um, city officials uh, apparently who would have come to my to my place of abode. Mm. Um, <clears throat> when I asked them, well, they said they come from the city of Johannesburg. What is this in uh, regards to? They said they were not aware. They're just delivering a letter. <clears throat> As to what the letter contained, uh, they, they said that they did not know, which is quite strange for me. And uh, the manner in which the city has been communicating with its own employees, you know, we've got tools of trade that have been taken away. For those of us, uh, some who, who still have the tools of trade, we don't have access to emails. I mean, the communication is being done on our private emails. So it just call, shows the lack of, of witch hunting by the city. Uh, which we find quite strange, and um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's basically. So, so, uh, so you're not able to access your email. Are you able to access the building? Um, are you working right now, or is everything basically has it been in limbo since the the announcement was made last week? Look, everything has been in limbo since last week. Uh, but even prior to that, uh, I mean, for for for, for the various departments. Uh, as you would know, that we are all based in, in different uh, MMC's offices. Uh, um, for some, uh, there has been a communication to say, look, work from home until further notice. And this is from the 1st of November. And uh, for others, it's been a, a, a matter of where office space is being renovated without any communication. So where you would basically be stationed, you, you no longer have a place to basically, uh, I mean, you've got office keys, but there's no office to actually operate in. And uh, as you know that, Yes, there's a change of administration, but the political principals who are currently in office are not really doing much in terms of communicating with us as as, as staff in these offices. Mm. So effectively, you, the, given the fact that you see your position as a, an administrative position, do you feel mm. that you're having to bear the brunt for what has been effectively a change of power politically? Yes, most definitely, Kathy. I think that that's what we've been subjected to. Um, whatever we are, be, we are being made a political football, so to speak. Uh, and uh, I mean, it's quite strange to us because we pro- provide uh, that administrative uh, support, as I once again reiterate. And and the, even the policies of the city, uh, you know, we have <coughs> taken the liberty to actually go through them. And and the conversion didn't happen overnight. You know, there were processes which followed through. Um, uh, Initially, it would have been on uh, fixed-term contracts, some of the staff, and so other, other other colleagues were actually employed as permanent uh, when posts were advertised with permanent positions. Mm. 
yeah, so, so it's a purge, man. Everyone is being put, uh, you know, uh, under the same sort of umbrella where there are people who are employed permanently. So if you're saying you are uh, retracting or rescinding that particular sort of uh, conversion, but there are people who have not been converted, what do you say about them? Because effectively by you rescinding, you're then saying that that's the end of the road for them in, in terms of... Uh, being employed by the city. Oh, Andy, let, let me ask you then finally before I let you go and, and, in, and bring in the voice of Samu and our labor analyst, she Brizik, um, what, what are your worst fears right now? Um, can you kindly just repeat that? I, I, I was asking that. you, what are your worst fears right now? Look, uh, we are being purged and, and this is uh, <coughs> so, so we are facing job insecurity. Mm-hmm. And then where we stand, we've made permanent decisions and long-term decisions in terms of our employment status. I mean, we've been committed for a year now. You'd understand people have loans, uh, home loans. People have taken out cars. People have. Uh, we've got kids that we take care of. Uh, we've got family that we take care of. All based on the situation that uh, we are permanent employees. And for us now to be told that you're going to either be given a two-month salary or a six-month uh, out. I mean, it really doesn't make sense. I mean, you've got a 20-year commitment that you've made uh, uh, based on your employment status. Uh, what happens to that? <clears throat> you know? All right. um, so really, uh, we, we are faced with a situation of job insecurity. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and we, we really feel like uh, the city uh, or, or the current administration you know, is going through an unnecessary uh, process um, when it will result in, 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 in fees being incurred by the city, whereas they, they're preaching a golden era of some sort, uh, and yet their actions speak otherwise. All right. Andile, thank you for coming on and uh, for sharing the experience that you've had as an employee uh, that is affected by these notices then. Uh, Garabo Ramahuma is a, a SAMU cluster secretary. Garabo, good morning to you. Good morning once again, Kitty. Yes. Uh, she Brizik is uh, a labor analyst and director at Malcolm Lyons and Brivik uh, Incorporated. See, good morning to you. Good morning and thank you so much. Look, I think maybe let me begin with you, see, and talk about the process that has been followed when it comes to maybe communicating with these staff members. Uh, what jumps out to you immediately where the story is concerned? Well, in this particular story, what what concerned was the move to rescind this decision or reverse it from a, a permanent employment situation back to what it is, what it was previously, which was a fixed-term contract position, and that was reverting it back to the position that was in February of 2021 when uh, the late Jeff Makuba, who was a former uh, mayor, converted and made these employees permanent. But to understand, running and managing a city is very complicated. There's lots of pieces of legislation and there are various moving parts. If you want to take it all the way to the top, you can start with the Constitution and Section uh, 217 of the Constitution. You can then filter down to the Financial Management Act. There's even a proposal, which I'm, I'm not sure if we dealt with earlier, with the Municipal Systems Amendment Bill, which was referred to by the current Mayor Palace as, as one of the rationales for for going through this process, and then all the way down to codes of conduct for the various councillors and what level of involvement they should have with the employment uh, and determination of employment of the various employees. The, the, the nub of the dispute in this instance is whether or not these were political appointees. And you heard Andy earlier saying that, in fact, 
is saying we're not political appointees. We, we're lower-level junior managers. We're here to serve whoever the party of the day or coalition government of the day is, and we have no agenda. Um, when you are in a permanent employment position, as these employees are, and if you go back to the conversion process of February 2021, which was absolutely clear, was that they were made permanent and on an all-inclusive package. So they have various rights in terms of the Labor Relations Act and also collective agreements which would protect that status from unlawful acts of termination of employment or a change of that reversal or diminution of the status mm. which they have by moving them back into a fixed-term uh, position. And being in a fixed-term contract, there is uncertainty. You, you, don't, you don't know when that contract is going to be terminated. Um, you should you should know whether it's going to be by a fraction of time, but as you know, as as we know that uh, one of the the harms or the mischief which uh, the proposed amendment to the municipal systems amendment bill is intending intended to chaperone in, and which uh, Mayor Palati refers to, is competence in within the sphere of the municipality. In other words, avoiding having political appointees and having the right person for the position. And that, that is what the municipality, together with the saving on, on salary, of course, is hinging its case on. For many people who are permanent employees, as Andile was describing there, it comes with a certain level of stability and quote-unquote guarantees, right? So is it possible, I think speaking just more generally, for employers to convert a permanent position into a fixed-term condition, uh, a contract without necessarily um, suffering any consequences for that move? Because it's really about expectations and, and what it is that I have signed up for. That's extremely difficult. It constitutes an unfair labor practice because what you're saying to the employee, as Andile said, we have 20 years at least of security and commitments which we have incidents as a result. Mm. And you, you, you're converting that into something less. And when I say less, a, a fixed-term contract can terminate either by the reflection of time. So you could say you're employed from March to July, but come the end of July, your employment is terminated. Or you could say you're employed until such time, as in, for instance, in this case, there's a change of power. And if there is a change of power, then we'll give you the 30 days and you leave. Again, there is that uncertainty. So, and this would be a clear case of an unfair labor practice where terms and conditions of employment are unilaterally changed by the employer. When it comes to then, you know, I'll get to the recourse in a moment, but does it matter? Because when we look at the the official legal representation by those that are uh, representing these workers, they are arguing that even the way that this was communicated and the short time for employees to be given an opportunity to make representations or to respond, that that in itself has been unfair. Do you have a view on that? Absolutely. One thing that the Labor Relations Act is clear on is that if you're going to affect a termination of employment or a change in the status, you have to follow both the correct procedural process or correct procedural grounds, and also you have to have good substantive uh, basis for affecting the change. 
say in this case, the process would have involved consultations with the affected employee, mm. advising them of what the proposed changes would be, calling for representations to be made, and then engaging with the employees on those representations. Why do the employees say this is unfair? On what basis do they allege, for instance, that they're not political appointees? Assessment of that, and then a determination to be made. None of that appears to have taken place from the information that's available. <coughs> T. Brivik is, of course, our Labour analyst this morning. In a moment, we'll get the voice of Samu and hear what the workers' union, uh, what its view to what is unfolding is and how then they plan on representing these workers. Of course, you can also weigh in on this development on 011-714-2006. Do you see it as a victimization of these workers or is the mayor and you know her administration are they well within their rights to say uh, you know these people were brought in by officials who would have been running an ANC led administration and therefore if that administration is no longer the one in power they should be the option of letting them go. Uh, the WhatsApp line 0614-104-107 and on Twitter at SFM Radio, the hashtag there, SAFM Talking Point. It's 10.30. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Oh man, I, I can't get over the price of Brent, coo- Brent crude. Last week it was sitting at $118 per ounce. It's now, uh, given the latest figures, at $127.52 a barrel. Yeah, let that sink in. Need to pay attention uh, to that number especially. We continue our conversation then looking into what has been described as a political witch hunt of of sorts uh, when it comes to the notice issued to some employees in the city of Johannesburg about the fact that the nature of their work and their contracts will change. They're being moved from being permanent employees, uh, you know, to perhaps fixed-term contracts. We don't actually know what the future of the employment of these individuals in the city of Johannesburg looks like, but they were brought in, uh, some on fixed-term contract. You heard from Andile, who's an employee, saying some people were brought in as permanent employees, but everybody's being grouped together and effectively now live in fear of what their future looks like. Uh, Garabo is with Samu, he's the and he's the cluster secretary. Garabo, let's talk about the response of the union to what has happened here. Uh, Casey, look, I, not, I, I don't know. We, we, when we were confronted with this as uh, the union, we were, first we were very shocked. Mm. And I'll tell you why I say we were shocked. This decision was taken on a Friday evening at 7.30 in the evening. And of course, we were following the council proceedings, notwithstanding that we are not sitting in council, we are not even invited, but to you know, check on the the city's page and and we woke up on Saturday morning to learn that council had passed such a resolution. Now, on Monday, we then had anticipated to have an engagement with them to say, can we meet so that they can explain the impact of such a resolution. Of course, uh, that was overtaken by events. Uh, you would know that members uh, started receiving notices uh, on Sunday evening, uh, and goodly hours around my 11 a.m. 
somewhere even, you know, this thing of including people's privacy, it's how the city operates, because some even receive these things on their personal emails. Of course, the city knew that it can't send them proper emails because it has taken the truth of trade. So this thing we believe it was premeditated. Nonetheless, we are of the view that if the city was uh, honest about this, there's a forum we call LLF, Local Labor Forum. It's a legislative forum where organized labor and the uh, uh, city's administration sit. And we discuss such things, policy things, you know, uh, overarching matters, more like day-to-day matters. That would be the solution, and this is what it means. I'm sure we just found one another. However, we, we were not afforded that. And after getting what we got, we, we had to respond to the city, mm. clarify the city of few things, but chiefly among them that we do not view ourselves as irregularly appointed, that we are not appointees of the ANC or any other political formation participating in the of Transpec, that in an event they feel that or they have a suspicion that uh, we are somehow irregular in terms of our employment, there is a court of law that uh, the executive mayor, MMC, uh, group corporate and shared, the then acting city manager, none of them have got the powers that are enjoined uh, with, with the court of law, that only a court of law can declare the illegality or the otherwise irregular of any contract. So where we are, we thought our response would have clarified them. But then we obviously, while we are dealing with this case, we then pick up certain things that are, you know, very inconsistent. You know, Casey, in the office of the Speaker of Councillor Vascotakam, there's a deputy director there, uh, she's white. Uh, and maybe one will say, why white? What is the relevance of it, you know? But if you scan the city too, you go to an office of another MMC uh, development planning, there's a lady there, she's office manager, she's white. They are both permanent. And positions that they occupy are generally higher than most of these ones that are accessible since these things. You go to the office of the mayor. There's there's there's, there's another permanent position of a certain Shandrika, and it's AD operations. It's permanent. So if this three, uh, and we can tell you, we we've been scanning the, uh, the 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 area very well. These are not the only three, but we are just saying if these three are not part of these ones that are being served with letters. What is it? Could it be perhaps because uh, of, of of their skin color or what? You know. So so so, Karabo, so effectively, yes. you are saying that these employees that you have mentioned, they too should fall under um, the, the current work that is being undertaken by the city of Johannesburg. So that yes. so there's no reason why they should not be served with letters or why they should not have received letters alongside the other employees. Yes, because by definition, they are in political office, their positions are permanent, mm. and according to the city's assertion with the saga, is that in that space you can have permanent uh, 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 positions. And that we are saying the city is economical with the truth, because we have a, a person who is a deputy director for crying out loud. We have one who is an office manager, you know? So so there's no consistency. We have another one who's an assistant director. So there is proof. And let me tell you about this one in the speaker's office. Ne? She she had served under uh, the late speaker, uh, Councillor Konibapela, may her soul rest in peace. 
she had served in the first tenure when uh, Councillor Vasco da Gama was uh, a speaker under uh, uh, when the mayor was uh, her mayor. And then she remained in that office still when uh, Councillor Nenkebamuel was the speaker. She is in that office now when uh, Councillor Vasco da Gama is the speaker. So this thing that they are they aren't permanent positions, it's a lie. And it's a lie because the city has been employing people on a permanent basis in that space. Like I say, right. if you find one person who has had so many speakers, similar to this one called Jake, uh, including this one called Sandra, the mayor's office, they've served under so many different mayors, meaning that their positions have always been permanent, are permanent. So what is the issue with this one. Mm. Okay, you know? I want to, I want to do this, Karab. I want to play yes. a clip of the uh, MMC for Group Corporate and Shared Services, Leah Knott, and she was on the on SFM Sunrise this morning with Stephen Hrotis, and this is what she had to say in terms of the reasoning being given by the city. So we're not removing them. We're undoing an unlawful process. So what the ANC did when they came in is that they basically gave notice to the political appointments that were there, which is normal across the globe and across our country, you know, political appointments are fixed to term. So they then gave them notice, they got, they get almost like a sort of severance package, if you will, because there's a risk associated to that particular position. And they hired new people through a fixed to term contract process. After they'd done that, they then converted them to permanence without consultation, without telling council. Um, and, and the second conversion took place in October last year in contradiction to the, the directive that came from Kochta through Solga, saying that we are clarifying legislation, saying political appointments are fixed to term. They are not permanent appointments. Well, they, they were employed fixed to term, but yes, they cannot be on a permanent basis. They're not part of the administration service delivery. They are tied to their political heads. So, you know, if I'm, for example, from the DA, I would have people in my political office that are DA aligned and so on and so forth. So when somebody comes in after me, they would then hire their choice or, or preference. Um, that's not to stop them from reapplying through the fixed-to-term contract process. I mean, the, the ANC's got a caucus office, we've got a caucus office, um, you know, and there's various other political offices. So you can hire in those offices people you trust that are aligned to your political mandate. JMPD, or public safety rather, is, is divided into directorates. So the people that delivered the notices to them were part of the security branch under public safety, not JMPD officers. And this was done because of the nature of those letters is confidential and also because it's urgent that they get them and they are allowed to then respond to the city in, in terms of the, the letter that they've received um, so that there is consultation. So there was nothing untoward about it. It was just to keep the information and you know the, the, the process confidential to them and, and make sure that it wasn't handed over to the wrong people. So what would have happened if they remain permanent? They cannot remain in many of the offices that they are in. So they then get moved into an excess pool that was created by the previous administration. They would get paid, but they wouldn't be working. So you would, in fact, have 80 million rand extra on your salary bill for people that weren't doing anything. Um, and that's the problem that we're trying to remove so that the residents of the city are not paying that much. All right, so that was Leah Knott on SFM Sunrise this morning. Uh, let me quickly go to the phone lines. Pumzile, you're calling us from Humans Dorp. You're also, uh, you know, you've served as a councillor at local government. Does this make sense? Yeah, good morning, uh, Katie, and uh, good morning to your guest. 
Uh, I'm still serving as a councillor, mm. and it does not make sense, but um, it's actually happening at all municipalities under the DA. Um, a quick a, a quick synopsis. When the DA took over uh, Cape Town City, all ANC appointed people, legitimate, legitimately so, were kicked out, starting from the municipal manager, Dr. Mgoke. Uh, coming to the Nelson Mandela Metro, when uh, the DA took over, trolled it was the mayor. He made it. He's actually uh, he made a commitment to make sure that ANC appointed employees under the uh, recruitment and selection uh, uh, policy, legitimately so, were kicked out. Same phenomenon found an expression in Koha, where I am. Mm. Currently, there is a random dismissal of employees, and DA is appointing its own people without even following or having respect on the on the um, recruitment and selection policy. People are taken. Tomorrow you'll see new faces in the institution. You don't know where the positions were advertised. Good example now. Now recently there was an appointment, uh, appointment of um, ward assistance, and the advert was clear person to be appointed must be residing in that ward. But in Ward 12, in St. Francis Bay, the daughter of the mayor is appointed there, but she's residing in Ward 15. No respect of what is being advertised. So I'm saying it's a, it's not a strange, a strange uh, sort of, it's, it's actually something that the DA does, harassing people under the false pretense that these people were illegally appointed by the ANC. Mm. But they are doing exactly what they say they are actually trying to stop. Okay. Go to Koha. I'm saying go to Koha now, uh, Katie. And uh, or invite the mayor or the municipal manager. Mm. Put him in that hot seat and interview. We will reveal to you uh, cases of people appointed without positions being advertised. Okay. All so right. We must be strong. We must be strong. Continue to fight, my leader. Continue to fight for what is right. We cannot allow the DA when it takes over to harass and haunt our people. Thank you very much. Let me move on then to Newlands West and Zikana. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Sasan. Yes. You know, I, I'm only saying because of what what was said by the person. He said he's a labor analyst. I forget his name. See. Um, in 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 his analysis, he seeks only to analyze what is happening when these people are being dismissed. He doesn't start at the beginning as to how they were employed. Mm. You see, the issue is people on a contract employment cannot suddenly be shifted into fixed employment without advertising those posts. That cannot be done. So this this whole thing was done surreptitiously. I, I have I have no issue with, with, with how they are being dismissed. We we should start at how they were appointed in the first instance. And going back to the to the point they're making that these are junior level employees. Going back as far as nineteen ninety four, the ANC doesn't employ any person, even street sweepers who is not a card-carrying member. So in, in, in any position, the ANC, and they don't care about merit, 
They are, all they care for is employing their own people to achieve their own purposes, and that's why the country is in the mess it is in right now. So there's, there, there's no labor analyst who, who has the right to analyze a, a particular portion. You, you should analyze the whole issue. And I'm not going to, 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 to respond to Pumzilo. He, he's allowed to ramble. He's a rambler. Thank you very much. <laughs> all right. All right, Nzikana. Let me go to Tsi and maybe give him a chance to, to respond. Tsi, I hope you're still on the line and you can touch on this issue that has been raised by Nzikana. Hello, Tsi. All right. It looks like we've lost him on uh, the line there. I wanted to give him Sorry, a chance. Sorry, can you hear me now? Yes, 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 I can. Sorry. There are two distinct issues, quite correctly pointed out. But one is a political issue, mm. and uh, I, I don't comment on that. And this is clearly something that needs to be dealt with between the various parties and the coalition that currently exists, and who has the right to make the appointment and and on what basis. On, a, on the labour law side, the, as I've said before, there will be a factual dispute as to the position that these persons are employed into. And the definition for, for a political appointee is somebody who supports the work of a political principle. So who are those principles? Quite correctly, we heard from the previous callers, the chief, the speaker, the chairperson, the other union representative, touched on it. So those positions, if they're found to be, uh, if, if any of these 120 or 130 persons are found to be in those positions, then there may be a legitimate argument to be made. Well, then they are political appointees. Having them in office is not going to further uh, the, the current political or coalition within, which is in place. And in that respect, perhaps when terminating that employment is, is justifiable. But, but my, my comment is really about whether this is a fixed-term contract and what protection they should have once they've been converted into permanent appointees. And I know that that must not actually use the term fixed-in-term, which is quite a nice uh, term to use uh, because it means that the appointees are appointed for the balance of a term or for the duration of a term of, of their political masters or principles. And that when that political, when there's a ch- politi- uh, political change, then they too must vacate those offices to allow others who, or, who work in concert and in furthering of, of the new uh, structures, aims, objectives, um, uh, charter to come in and, and hold those positions. And I just wanted to touch on, I know we're running short of time, just on the one issue raised by the union, and that's consistency. And certainly that is something which the labor law would insist on. So any court or, or arbitrator considering this down the line would want to know that the city applied uh, this, this new policy consistently across all the converted contracts mm-hmm. and not just some of those contracts, because if it, were, if it weren't to do that, that would, be, that would be an immediate failing on its part. All right. See, let me thank you so much for your time and for staying with us this morning. Karabo, let me end it off with you uh, very briefly. What happens next? We will wait for them. Uh, we hope they are clarified with our letter, that our members are not usually appointed. Uh, so the police in the court. We, we have discharged what is expected of us. But, you know, uh, I've listened to the clip that you played, Katie, just a quick one. Mm. Uh, if the city of Johannesburg is really honest about dealing with irregularities, let them go to council and pass a resolution that says, let's look at all irregularities, because there are irregularities. 
Uh, and number two, if there were irregularities, what happened to the departments that were driving that? The legal, the HR, and everything, you know? And uh, the, the, the misinformation that the MNC Leonetis is giving, it, it's wrong and must be corrected. There's nothing confidential about those letters, if they've already on their been given a copy to the media. Number two, those letters, if they were confidential, they would have been uh, packaged properly, and uh, people, because they have a union, they would have delivered to the union. We opposed them before they did that. We had written to them a day before. We had done a number of occasions, had an engagement with them even before I think that we had done behalf of these matters, of these uh, members that give us uh, the letters directed to them. They refused. Uh, the 18 city manager stooped so low to an extent of even wanting to question if are all those members members of that. That a member is not a member of SAMU, but I'm pushing SAMU for assistance as, as SAMU we believe in the unity of municipal workers. You mm. know, of municipal workers, you know? So, so we, we, we did, we represented them. And you know the misinformation that is spreading. I was listening to the caller. Uh, one very emotional caller saying ANC, even uh, when speakers, they hire the people, blah, blah. These people, uh, uh, there's, there's no proof that they are ANC. In actual fact, there's no proof that most of them are not even into politics. But, you know, maybe let's speak about their ability. Here we are dealing okay. with uh, Karabo, let's do this. Let's do this. I'll give you a chance to continue. Let me take a quick break and then uh, we'll continue with Samu's uh, Karabo Ramahuma uh, who is the cluster secretary and he's the one that is uh, speaking on behalf of the workers of the city of Johannesburg. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue uh, the conversation on the talking point, and uh, we've been talking to Samu's Garabo Ramaguma. Uh, he, of course, is representing workers in this conversation, and we're looking at the decision effectively to um, undo the turning of contracts, fixed-term contracts, of workers, employees in the city of Johannesburg to permanent employee workers. And Garabo, you know, you were just giving us a sense of why is that you think this process has been unlawful and what the next step for the union is? Yes, yes uh, just as we continue, before I forget this particular point, especially mm-hmm. given uh, what uh, the other emotional caller was saying, that, you know, uh, in my in my entire life, I say, shop steward of some, by far, with the number of groups of workers that have been presented, this is the one with a high concentration of a number of skills, you know? Uh, and for one to come and insinuate that uh, they are not competent, they are hired because they belong to a political party, that most of them don't even uh, belong, uh, at, it, 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 it's really wrong, you know? Uh, and that is being set against the backdrop of an allegation that uh, the same office of uh, the mayor, Councillor Mpopalazi, has hired a chief of staff who is yet to produce a metric certificate. So I'm saying the number of people that I represent, they are highly qualified, more than even the current chief of staff, mm. that people should not make such insinuations, especially when they have not done their research, have not profiled those people do not know. But if people want us to profile and just paint a picture of their skin and what the DA wants the uh, taxpayers to lose purely because they want to put there are people like this one who's the chief of staff and yet to produce a metric certificate. Uh, the current 
So, Karabo, just briefly for me, as we're speaking, I'm also getting some uh, notices on my phone, and these seem to be job adverts. I don't know if you've seen them. Are these job adverts for positions that are currently occupied by those that are part of uh, these 130-odd people? We, I, I actually have just seen one pop up on my screen, and uh, it would seem that is that. I remember in one of the interviews, MMC uh, they are not made something that I've never heard of it happening in local government. He said, "No, we are not firing them; we are regularizing them. We will advertise and give them an opportunity to apply." Now we we will, and if this is their response, I'm sure we we it would be met with a. Uh, if I may put it that way, a a, a proper response because this is what they are doing now in Portugal. You can't advertise a post to somebody so mm. okay. and and we all we all see Katie, that uh, this that the thing must make a presentation uh, so that they can see how they regularize it. That it was just a, a ticking box exercise. They already had taken instructions from where they taken that they must do this. That they have not responded to our uh, 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 letters for Friday, but we wake up today. So in the city of Johannesburg, every Monday we wake up for shenanigans. We will deal with them like that. All right. Well, it certainly is very strange that there are these positions that are being advertised. Let me quickly go to the Free State. Uncle Joa, good morning. Kathy, how are you? I'm well, thank I'm you. Well, thank you. Thanks very much, Kathy. Uh, Kathy. The relationship between the employer and the employee is regulated either by, in fact, by two uh, prescripts of uh, uh, the law. The first one is it is what you call a labor relations act, and then the second one is basic conditions of employment. Mm. Now, the question that we must ask ourselves before we enter into any discussion is to try to establish if these employees or these people whose contracts are terminated, if they indeed had an employment agreement, if they were employees. And then the second point that we need to establish is to say what was the condition of their employment. If the employees were, for example, in a big-term agreement, a six-term agreement runs from a particular time up until a particular point. It, it's not permanent. However, if you want to convert people where that were in six-term agreement into permanent positions, there's supposed to be a process that goes ahead that actually comes to that conclusion. Let me make an example here. If maybe company A was employing these employees as six-term agreement, and then they see that they have obtained a certain skill or whatsoever, now there's supposed to be a process that seeks to say, we are going to uh, uh, create a vacant position so that these people can apply. And then it cannot just be automatically without any process that the people are taking from fixed term into a permanent. Yeah. Now, Look. if that has happened, mm. if that has happened, it means that you cannot necessarily go and punish those employees 
that were the beneficiary of that process. Mm. It means whoever, if it was the decision of management to, to actually take those people into permanent position, it means that is where the matter is supposed to be dealt with. All right. But Uncle, not necessarily yeah. dealing directly with the affected employees. Uncle Joe, let's, let's leave it there for this morning. Uh, and unfortunately, we don't have a great connection uh, to you. So it's quite difficult hearing the point that uh, you were making there. But I think we'll leave it on that note for this uh, conversation in its entirety. There's certainly a lot then uh, to watch unfolding in terms of what happens next. But again, very strange that you would have some of these positions being advertised when very much this process over what should happen with these employees is not even concluded yet. It's after 11 o'clock. Nomsam Gluli has your latest news update.